Hi everyone, welcome to the Mike and Gerald Sport Podcast Show. Today, I'm a Lone Ranger today, but I felt that this was necessary to kind of close out the year. Today is um, December the 31st, and I'm recording by myself. Gerald is out on vacation. He's going back to Nigeria. Um, but I'm pretty sure when it comes back, we will start a new season and come out with a bang. Um, I just felt that it was best to close out this um, this year with a uh, episode coming out of the World Cup, coming out of the Premier League games that are starting. I felt it was very uh, it was going to be sort of a surreal way to just kind of close out this year in this fashion. Like I said, today's the 31st, uh, and I'm recording this. Um, this is probably about like six about six so in a couple of hours we'll be saying happy new year but um i just wanted to kind of spend some time to just talk about um some of the things that has that that has progressed since the last time we recorded apologies we weren't able to um we weren't able to drop the episode as we promised um i think a lot of the things that we, we um jared was sick for a while so we had to push out the push out our recording times and then scheduling and the end of the year so there were so many obstacles but um i just kind of felt that it was best to kind of um to leave this up and not leave it open-ended but sort of a a, a very nice conclusion to something that I didn't even think was going to be uh, possible in the first place. It was more of an imagination and I just said, you know what, um, how about we just take stop imagining things and start doing stuff and i think i thank you for anyone who has listened to any of our episodes over the past four episodes um i know there's, there's a lot of lessons we have learned from our previous episode and i know that as we go into the new year we would bring more 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 flavor to our to our, to our episodes we have great ideas of things that we want to improve um and i think um i sort of like this crawl walk run approach which is kind of what we talked about um so this is our crawling so if you notice audio issues if you notice that hey this is a little bit too long or i'm hearing your background noises hey this is still part of our crawling method so i'm not going to tell you this way i'm recording this right now but again this will be part of that crawl story once we start walking um but um wanted to kind of set the agenda for today to go into the agenda for today um like i said jerry's out on vacation wanted to talk more a little bit about uh the world cup final um and how it ended and some of the team's performances so i'll be going into that i'll be talking more a little bit into ronaldo's uh, Cristiano ronaldo's move to our nazar um talk about some of the early january transfers that we've been hearing um going to some of um some of the games that happened between um over the Christmas period um, and mostly I think more specifically I, I watched the game today uh, against Arsenal and Brighton uh, Man City losing their um, Man City's performances post World Cup um, and then I want to, we'll also talk about Man U's form post Ronaldo saga we'll, talk, we'll, dive, we'll dive deep into that and then we'll talk about some some teams that we feel that are that are coming up they're, they're, they're making their way into the top four they're making their call their shots for being title contenders possibly top four contenders 
can we see a new top four we'll talk more about that and then we'll talk about some of the expectations that um of the january um, transfer window which is going to be opening up very soon so that's kind of uh, the agenda that i have today i'll try to keep this short to about 45 minutes hey um i'm speaking alone but I, whenever i talk about uh football uh i i have fun with it i have a big phone so i i can keep going all day but i'll try to make sure that i keep this um precise and also short um so so that that way for those of you who have more premier league matches to watch you can go back to watching this but i just um i just wanted to make sure that um we had a little chat for anybody who's been listening who's been following i think this is a good way to kind of wrap up this season um for um and start a new season as we go into the new year all right let's talk about uh the walk-off final whoa, whoa, whoa. man i don't know if any of you missed it if you missed it i missed probably the first 90 so 70 something minutes of the of the match um, I was in church, but um, I, I, I was, my mind, God knows my mind was like half in church, half following. Um, and after church, we, I, I just kind of dove in, into kind of watching the matches. Luckily for me, there was extra time. So it was, it was more packed um, in regards to the, the, the actions that, that was missed. I'm glad that a lot of the, the fun didn't start until the later half of the second half. But my God, that, that game was action packs trailer packed like this is this is that's that is the kind of match that you you have um at the end of a movie that's a finale that's what a finale so again one of the best finals that i've ever watched even though i only watched probably about 30 to 45 minutes um of that final but including extra time and the penalty shootout but that game was packed with action packed with movement packed with so much so much tension a lot of nail-biting experience uh, moments that you had in that in that world cup a lot of great saves awkward reactions and celebrations so again this this world cup uh, i know there was a lot of negativity behind it especially given that the, the world cup was being hosted in qatar but um i think the game of football is very very um unique in that way that you can take something that many people i'm pretty sure a lot of people were going to boycott they were not going to watch it they were gonna they were gonna shut it off and if they if i know if, if the media had their chance they they would have canceled it but that's not the game of football the game of football that we love is 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 inclusive it's it's uh it, it brings people from different worlds together like seeing the atmosphere even as a as a viewer from home i can tell that it wasn't as bad as it was being painted in the news so I'm, I'm glad that it turned out to be such an historic and a monumental final um it, it's probably one of the best action-packed finals that i think most people for most um a host that are a host that i've seen talk about like how this game was for even people that are older than i am they're talking about like this is probably the best final that they've watched so you can see how monumental this was even though the timing of it is a little bit unique but hey that's 
that's why it's called the World Cup. That's why it's not just called the European Cup. That's why it's not called North American slash Asia slash Euro Cup. Uh, it's called the World Cup, so it's inclusive. Last time, a couple of um, World Cups ago, we had a World Cup going to Africa and South Africa hosting it. Uh, I know that came with its highs and its lows, but again, it was a very, very, this, this World Cup stood out. Um, I was impressed. I, I wasn't bored. There are times that I thought that, oh, man, this is going to be a doozy. This is going to be a boring game. And I was surprised. There were games that I've already concluded. I've named the winners. I've talked about who's moving on to the group stages. But no, somehow teams just a lot of underdog stories came out of this World Cup. So uh, it was it was really, really a beautiful final. And for me, being somebody who from the jump, I wanted Messi to kind of um, use this to kind of close out that, that argument with him in, uh, versus him and Ronaldo. We'll have this conversation more when Jared comes back from vacation. But I think for me, he to me, he's one of the greatest. He is one of the greatest. I know there's so many quote-unquote goats but he has to be at this point there's nothing else that you need from this man that he is not delivered and there's so many times where, when especially even when we go to the world of basketball we talk about lebron versus jordan and a lot of times people use the word oh lebron doesn't show up in the fourth quarter it doesn't show up when uh, during those clutch moments well Messi showed up he showed up in the first half he showed up in the extra time he showed up in the penalty shootout this man was doing it all and he, he was very selfless at it. It didn't let you never saw at one point where the pressure got to him, and this and you can feel that the Argentine squad were playing for him. On the other hand, also France, nobody expected France to make it all the way here. They had so many injuries, so many, so many uh, stars that you consider World Cup stars that were supposed to be able to um, make this World Cup that didn't, and somehow this team, um, led by I'll call it, I'll say it out loud, led by Mbappe. Mbappe literally dragged this team and said, no, I would not come to this World Cup and just show up as an appearance. I am coming to win. And this guy was deadly. And I'm afraid, man. I'm afraid for what this guy is going to be able to do within the next two, three years in regards to his potential, where it's going to grow to. Um, I, 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 I just don't want to be on the other side of that, of that, especially when we talk about club football and things like that. This guy is young, is hungry, and he, he's, he's, he's fast. He's deadly. Like I watching that finals, I'm like, how? How is this guy like single-handedly drawn, dragged this team from a two-zero down, um, and brought them back two-two, and even going to the, uh, even going to extra times, like he was still pushing, he was still moving, he was still making plays. He is gonna be something else. I I can uh, definitely this. If you ever wanted to see uh, uh the uh, uh, when you talk about a relay, you talk about a button being passed. Like this was messy pass passing over the baton to him and Messi was like I'm gonna have this last shine I'm not this is little guy you're not you're not young one you're not you're not gonna take this from me I I'm gonna take this I deserve this I've walked for it I've dreamed of this and he Messi got what he wanted and he got it because he deserved it he got it because everybody played in that team played for him and it was so it was really um 
I was even at lunch with my wife and a friend and I was watching. I was like, you're going to have to excuse me, guys. Like, this is walk-off final. And the fact that I'm even able to watch this period of the game, you're going to have to excuse my lack of table manners. But I'm watching this. I'm, 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 I want to make sure that I, I want to see this guy lift this walk-off. And he did. And there was a class of touch even from the, the, um, the, the Qatar officials in regards to the rope that they put around him. I know there were so many like oh why did they put that around it, it just that's that for me was also uh, just a show of class also from the, the walk up um, host country of recognizing who the who this kind of man is and what he has done to get to, to this point so the the, the walk up didn't disappoint the whole the final was spectacular man i i, I was like in, in any other day if i didn't have church i am canceling all plans canceling everything and i'm sitting there i'm sitting there with my food my drinks and i'm watching this but it I, even till now i still can't still go back and watch these finals even though i know the scores i can still go back and watch this and still get a and still get a feel of how important and how how beautiful the game of football was so it was really very, very beautiful just seeing that kind of come to life and what they did and we talk about talking about this also the team's performances like talk about morocco morocco pushing um, pushing against all odds like these teams uh, like Morocco Japan um um, Japan, uh, who else did I think um, uh, showed out? Um, uh, Costa Rica, they, they they did show out also because that the game against them in Germany, I was like, I already, I was like, I, I signed this game at 7-0, 8-0. They showed out. Even the teams that didn't show out, they still put an effort. They still put it in. They they made sure that they make their mark. And this was one of those walk up that was different. Like Saudi Arabia, like they they're the only ones that defeated Argentina. Like they can go home and put that on there put that on a flag put that in there. you know you go back home as a kid and you put you you get a you, you do something outstanding and you 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 get a, a little gold star that's that is that gold star and they're gonna stick that on that refrigerator and that's gonna stick because they're gonna say look the team that's lifting the, the world cup right now we beat them we beat them even though it's in the group stages we beat them and that that is uh, that is just to talk about the sheer belief the sheer um um or the, the sheer just evenness in this game and just shows you how if you don't if you don't show out your the name of your country and what you've done in the past is not going to carry you through it's what you show out on the field and it was pretty awesome just kind of seeing that come to life this walk up was a beautiful one which we'll talk about like and some of the goals I, I think for me right now the goal of the tournament will probably have a segment about that even though it's a little going to be a little bit later with Jared when he comes back but for me the goal of the tournament right now still stands as that Richarlison score I don't see anything that can top that I know there's, there are people talking about Mbappe's goal um, uh, Abubakar's goal for me um, that Richardson goal was just like top draw top draw instinctive reactive like just beautiful and, and um and uh, Mbappe being the golden boot winner also, that's also good because I, I love the fact that even though Argentina won, it didn't bury Mbappe's performance and that him getting that golden boot was just like a recognition of game recognized game. Because I, I would have been sad a little bit if just the golden boot, the mad, the, the play of the tournament, everything goes to like Argentina, Messi, like a little bit boring. So I'm glad that Mbappe at least got that golden boot um, and it, it was just beautiful. 
beautiful. It was beautiful to watch. It was beautiful to to experience. Um, I I do not regret the 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 five a.m. time, the five a.m. Um, matches or six a.m. I don't know what time it was, but very early in the morning matches. I woke up early. I watched some of those matches. Uh, some of them I slept through, but it, it was beautiful just kind of being and experiencing that. I'm hoping the next one doesn't have to include me waking up that early, but um, it's still for the love of the game. For the love of the game, you you do things that are that you go out of your way for so again that that's just um that, that's that's just a way for us to just kind of wrap up that that talking point it's just the walk up and, and what it delivered it came it showed up and it delivered more than we expected it to so that 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 walk up was definitely something uh for the ages uh let's go out to our next talking point now our next talking point now is cristiano ronaldo after the whole um, Pierce Morgan interview as now um, after being released from Man United is now move as now con confirmed the move to Arnazer. Arnazer is a, I think is a Saudi team. Um, I think I was looking at some of the players there. They have Adelis Taliska there. They have Abubakar there. They have some other players there. Um, and it's uh, this is like far left like i was thinking maybe you still had like some way some of the top teams like your bayerns or probably your juves i was hoping it didn't come to chelsea because i was like please don't bring your drama to chelsea we already have enough on our hands so bringing ronaldo was just gonna cripple us so uh, i'm glad it didn't come to chelsea I, I, but i thought that they, they we still had probably one of those top teams that 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 still needed um someone of his caliber it's kind of um to me, it's disappointing that he went to Anuza, but I get it. That's the best um, uh, cash cow, I guess. The, the the best contract he's gonna get with the the amount of money to me. I think it's two million pounds um, per year. Like. Uh, that that is insane like i'm looking at i've seen some of the numbers broken down by weeks by minutes like this man is is balling that's all i gotta say but um, good for him at least he gets to play the game he loves but i just don't think knowing who ronaldo is and the competition that he loves he's not going to get that from the Saudi League. Saudi League is not going to provide you that. No offense to anybody who's a Saudi League fan. I don't know any. But I, that he's not going to get the competition that he wants. He's not going to be able to play in the UEFA uh, Champions League. He's not going to be able to play in Conference League. You, like, you're just going to... like. You're just going there to rot, like to me. That that's the way I see it. Um, unless I get convinced otherwise, because I don't see you. I don't see anybody watching the Saudi League. That you know what? We're gonna bring him out of the Saudi League and bring him back into the Prem or the the La Liga or the Syria or the League One. Like nobody's gonna watch you going into the Saudi League. The good thing is, it's a good thing for the Saudi um the Al-Nazar team because they I was looking on Instagram and their their number of followers literally doubled after they made that announcement. They were I think 800k and they were 1.6 literally after they made that uh, assignment. And by the time I checked, I did sometime yesterday but they were already up to 2 million followers. So it's a good thing for them, good revenue for them. It's a good thing for the Saudi League brings some spotlight. I don't think a lot of spotlight will come to it. I think people will only watch probably just for Ronaldo and see what he does in the first couple of games. And after a while, it's just going to dwindle out. But hey, it's good business for them. Good for good, good attention. Um, good, um, good, good legend to bring to, to the game. Uh, but 
I just don't I just don't think that for me um, that's gonna get him what Ronaldo really desires. I think he shot himself in the foot in regards to some of the the way he, he handled his transfer out of Manu. Um I think if he didn't show that, if he had if he had, um if man I don't know whether it's Manu or whether this is Ronaldo, if if either of them had come to an agreement to let him go during the summer, I think he would have been playing for at least one of the top big clubs in Europe right now. He will be playing for at least Bayern and Dortmund. One of those teams, and anyone like one of those top teams is gonna be playing for them. But that summer that summer transfer period was not handled well and the interview didn't make it any better because you've just kind of shown that this is the team that brought you into the game. This is the team that made you um brought you brought your stardom to that center stage and you're just gonna call them out like that and, and and just backstab their legends on 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 interview and you think another club is just gonna say oh yeah welcome why not sure come in you don't know us you don't know anybody but we trust you all out of that you're not gonna flip us over or you're not gonna you're not gonna turn on us or or, or, or blow our spotlights on on, on, an, on an interview so it, it is what it is he's got what he what he what he um he's got the consequences of his actions it's not a punishment because this man is still balling. He's bankrolling. So I, I don't feel I don't feel sorry for him. It's just sad that you don't get to see such um such a legend bow out in the way that you expect him to bow like for example right now if messi told if messi said after that game because i know they asked him after the walk up if he was still gonna um play in any walk up they asked him and he was like oh it's not he's not gonna retire yet i like if messi said he was done with international football that is that is the perfect way for you to bow out like you help your team, you strive with your team to achieve something, and then you bow out as a legend. Or you know what? You just have a really good season and you fight for something. You fight for something meaningful, and then you say, you know what, team, I'm out. I, I'm I'm retiring or I'm leaving the team. Like that's how you bow out in grace. And his bowing out was just full of strife, argument. I mean, Ronaldo's bowing out was full of strife, um, anger, and a lot of just like, just a lot of unnecessary um, spotlight, a lot of unnecessary distractions that the cost of the team so um the, the question i did have was how does this affect his legacy in the game i don't think it taints his legacy to be honest i just feel it just it doesn't close it out in a way that he would have wanted it to be closed out because if he was writing a book and he's talking about how he wanted to end his career, I don't think he would have wanted to, to close that his chapter in that way. Ronaldo is still a beast. He's still a legend of the game, and he's still one of the one of the best players. Um, he's not. I, I wouldn't consider him in the, in the category of one of the greatest players. He's one of the best players. I I still think. Um, good conversation. I feel like you need a lot. Like. Messi for me is in, definitely in that one of the greatest. Definitely one of the greatest. And Ronaldo, he had his push, but I, I just, I uh, for me, he's one of the best. I, 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 I keep my, I, I state, I leave my statement there. You can agree or disagree, but I just feel like this, this doesn't close him out well in regards to him. Like, look, for example, look at Messi. Messi is still going to be out here playing in PSG. He just renewed his contract. He's going to finish out the season for them. Imagine goes ahead and wins the Champions League, wins it with Mbappe. This man is going to definitely get the golden boots. Um, it's going to, no, not the golden boots. He's going to get the Ballon d'Or. He's going to get the Ballon d'Or. And before you know it, he's going to have like, what was this? 
I lost count, probably eight, eight Ballon d'Ors now. And at that point, man, like there's no, there's no stopping. Like he has, he has achieved more than Ronaldo would. I know Ronaldo has broken a lot of records, but he, at that point, if he wins this next, if he wins the Champions League with PSG, like, and then he stays for one more year and probably gives them a final push for the the regular cups. The the, <laughs> I it's kind of a, a um the, the cups that they win the league one cups and then the the whatever cups that they have that uh, the domestic cups in there if it goes ahead and does that and just kind of close it out this PSG chapter in such a manner after winning a, cha- uh, a Champions League with PSG if he ever gets PSG a Champions League like this man is a, is a, on you can't argue it at that point unanimously he's still for me he's already done that he's already he's in that stratosphere of, uh, of being uh, one of the greatest player ever but it's like you ever had an ice cream and you just put a cherry on top? That's that's the Champions League. If he gets the Champions League and then gets a Ballon d'Or, like, just close the argument at that point. Like, close the shop. Everybody shut up. He's won it. He's won it best. Because this man is literally, he's, he's sensational. Watching him play, watching him move. This man, I, I was watching him some of the matches in the World Cup. This man was walking, non-challenging, but he's so aware, like super aware of his surroundings. He knows where the ball's going. He knows the projection of the be He's making passes without looking. Like, and he's this is real time moving. This is not uh, I'm moving in pace and I'm gonna do, do I'm gonna do a like a look over pass. This is real time speed, and he's making a pass two feet. Like this man is no, mm-mm. you can't tell me anything other than that. Like he's not only scoring the goals, he's making the assist, he's making the movement, he's bringing all the attention to himself and making sure that other players have their their bleed. So if you want to argue the Ronaldo versus Messi one, I'm here for it. Um, I'm I'm definitely Team Messi all the way. Uh, but this man, um, this man has done it all. And for Ronaldo, Ronaldo has been. A record breaker he's pushed himself he's putting hard work to get to where he is and definitely gets definitely gets that um that um definitely gets that he gets his accolade gets his gets his roses for what he has done and what he has accomplished both at a country and a club level but th- this just kind of feels like a sour taste of how he's ending um his career because from from honors i don't see him going up like i said i see him going into mls if they will give him some money because mls are dying for that attention in regards to that kind of um legend coming into the game but yeah it, it's that that's my answer i feel like it it, it has affected this legacy it, it would affect the way he closes out his leg and closes out this chapter in top football, especially given the way he bowed out from top competition. It just felt if you were writing a book and you read that, it just it didn't feel well as it doesn't feel well as it ended. So it is what it is. Um, let's move on to the next topic. The next topic is talking about some of the early Jan- January transfer rumors that we've heard. Some of them are confirmed deals. I think the first one that I have on my list is uh, Fofana moving to Chelsea. Uh, Dotran Fofana, I think that's his name. He's a guy, is a striker from Mode. I think it's about 19 or 20. Very young kid. Uh, watch some of his highlights. Very Didier Drogba-esque. 
um um sort of actually no nah, that's a little bit lazy because i see a lot of people just saying did you drug by because it's it, for finance from ivory coast i uh did you drug by ask is kind of lazy because you just it's from ivory coast and you think that i feel like the way it plays for me i've seen him play it plays sort of like wilford bonnie but moves faster like it's not it's stocky He's got the muscle, but he moves faster and is very aware of his surroundings. So, like, I see a lot of potential in him in regards to at least... I've never watched this game. I just saw some of his highlights. Um, some of the highlights that I saw was good. But he's got that kind of, like, Wilfred Boney stock. And for anybody who watched the EPL, Wilfred Boney for Swansea at one point was killing it. This guy was lighting it up. The only problem was that Wilfred Burney was not athletic. He couldn't run that much. Um, and he was just, he was hoping to use his body advantage to just kind of like shell or body out players. And I don't think that lasted long. Wilfred Burney also suffered with injuries also. So that's also something that I feel like worked against him. But that's kind of person I see um, 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 Fofana as um, Dutra Fofana. He's, he's very, very He's very, very intelligent, very skillful. He does a lot of nutmegs. Don't bring that to the Premier League because anybody going, <laughs> don't go and do that for Dunk. Dunk will clear your leg. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, it's, he's definitely a, a, a good prospect, young one. I'm interested to see what Chelsea wants to do with him. They, Chelsea announced him, I think, a couple of days ago. I'm interested to see what Chelsea is trying to do with him, if they're trying to keep him in the team or they're trying to loan him out. Uh, personally, I think. The best thing for him is probably to loan him out and then during the summer see if he can make a shout um at the top squad. I know Chelsea needs a striker, but I feel it would be unfair for um especially um given uh, given the Chelsea fans and the expectations we have for new signings, it would be unfair to put that expectation on on, on him. Fofana is too young, he's too he's too young for him to be dealing with that kind of expectation and burden of being this this number nine that we're proud of for on the other end um this is kind of a tangent um um kai Avert has actually been impressing me since the walk up so i saw him i saw a little like spark during the walk up even especially given the costa rica match like he had to come on and he was making movement making assists scoring goals i was like i've not seen this kai Avert before kai Avert's like being aware of his surrounding moving with the ball and and just like being able to finish like i'm like where, where is this guy been all this while like we we just got the real guy now like, i don't know who made the switch somewhere did, did they talk to him or something but kai Havertz is looking different especially like um post walk up and he showed that against the the game against uh chelsea versus Bortmont. um he, he was able to show that and, and it, was, it was fascinating to kind of see him um it's fascinating to kind of see him like really own that position and and be be able to be that generational talent that that we that that was touted of or who the, the kind of caliber that he is so it, it's interesting to kind of see um to see Kai Havers kind of start scoring goals, making movements, being available. Um, I just want to see him more play now, play more with the team, um, play with his teammates, let the ball go when you need to let the ball go, make the movements if you need to make a movement, and finish, please. For the love of God, Kai Havers, please finish. 
he's been doing that so i'm not mad so i think that kind of helps um in regards to the decision for should chelsea keep fofana or should they let him go alone or even finish his season at mode um, um I, I just think i'm molding uh, so i just think that I think for me, I will opt for him staying and just finishing the season. And then during the summer and preseason, he can get to know more of the team and see where it fits in if he stays or he's going to get uh, loaned out. So that's one news. Um, so another news is Enzo Fernandez. Enzo Fernandez has got a lot, a lot of attention post World Cup. He got the young best player, I believe, of the tournament. Um, and this guy is something else. This guy is, this guy is the Giorgino that can actually run <laughs> and actually pass um and actually like put a shift in in defense also uh, the, the, when you watch argentina with enzo fernandez and without enzo fernandez there was a difference there was a difference he was that pivot he's that guy that can move box to box he's that guy that can make the open passes he's that guy that that has that vision and is what chelsea i think has been crying out for in regards to when we need when we talk about a midfielder a recognized midfielder who can move the ball who's active who's not playing sideward sideways passes um so i'm excited um and chelsea has been one of the linked clubs of um of possible buyers and we, i think we're actually the top candidates um uh, benfica has a 125 million i think um buyout clause on him um i don't think that's pounds i don't think that's dollars um or 120 i don't know what the the close I, I i'm just trying to remember but yeah he has a buyout clause for over 100 million um uh, over 100 million pounds and there, there's been conversations that has been going on with chelsea is chelsea's representative and his representative apparently based on the listeners that i got he got he, chelsea he gave chelsea the green light so now it's up to the club to see if they want to cash out and it's what's annoying me the most is that this guy was just signed from river plate from Bef, uh, to benfica for 16 million benfica whoever is the scout for benfica please chelsea for the love of god go and find them because Benfica is out here just they're cashing out they're cashing out because they the same Benfica Nunes boom Nunes boom before you know Nunes they're making um 70 something million plus uh, on Nunes um Nunes came I think came through the through the I don't know if he came through the academy or, or something like that but he's also like one of those, those gems that all of a sudden, Benfica is cashing out on. And same thing now. Enzo Fernandez bought him from River Plate, $16 million, And they is going to sell him at $100 million plus. What is it? You know what? They deserve it because they have the scout. They have the eyes. It's it's up to those big clubs to actually invest in getting actual scouts, actual recruiters, rather than just trying to always go for the ready-made. Because ready-made is going to cost you. And costing you means that you're going to have to do with ffp rules because that's kind of what chelsea's struggling with now because chelsea now can't be they can't be buying everybody for 100 million plus because now they, they got to pay the piper at one point they got to face the ffp regulations and make sure they're complying with that because we cannot go another frank Lampard season there is no flat Lampard. there is no missing mount season on the bench i don't know if there's one but we can't go through that season right now so whatever is going on in the chelsea board they, they better they better get the the, the ducks in a row and maybe look for a 
alternatives, that's what I'll probably recommend because if Benfica is going, I know Benfica is going to hold out. They're going to hold out for that full amount. So, 100 million plus, he's a great player. It's somebody who have been crying out for. Maybe see, wait it out to the summer and see if that price comes down a little bit. You'll probably have more because I know Liverpool needs a midfielder. Real Madrid is kind of looking towards ben, um, Bellingham right now. So, there might be more, more people that come into the market for Enzo, but... I, if if it, if it's too much, don't like for me. I personally also if you think about it also, you don't want the price also to be on the players' uh, psych uh, um like um, mind because see what the price tag did to Pogba and the expectations that they had from him. So even Nunes also is kind of going through the same thing. Also Nunes is this 75, 80 million player, and everybody's expecting him to just be a finished product. But the truth about it is, Liverpool pay, pay, Liverpool Liverpool pay, paid for the prospect. They didn't pay for the now talent because the now talent still needs to grow it still needs to generate and i still i, I kind of feel the same way for enzo fernandez also is that i don't i don't want that 100 million tag price tag to be put on his head and then having to live up to that expectation and then it might either be good or bad so and a lot of times a lot of examples have proven to us that it always it kind of turns out about especially when the price tag is always being viewed compared to what the output of the players are producing, especially when they're young. When they're young, you need to give them time to adapt. You need to give them time to grow into who the man that they're supposed to be, that that player that they're supposed to be. Some of the guys are boys, man. They're 19, 20. And there's this expectation that they should just be like, boom, done. It's not their fault that the clubs that um, see them see that much potential and that's the price tag that they're putting on them. Um, so... For me, generally speaking, I'm all for Enzo Fernandez if it works with F uh, the FFP regulations. I am not. I'm not trying to do another season where we can't sign another player. We need players. We need def we need defenders, especially at the right back, left back position. Actually, left back is kind of secured. Sadly, Cucurella for sixty million. I say sadly because I don't know. Cucurella has not impressed me a lot, so it is what it is. Uh, but hopefully, he he will grow into the role and, and understand what what um Grand Potter needs from him. But uh, definitely in the right back position for Chelsea, we, we need some we need some help in that area, and we cannot go this route of well, let's just toss it up and hope that everything, everything, uh, Rich James doesn't go out with an injury. We've seen time and over and again that Rich James is always going to be injured at one point, and we always need somebody that's dependable to be that backup. As to Berta is hold, um, he needs to go to Barcelona next summer, whenever that is. Um, so it is what it is. So sorry, I, I went on a tangent. The, the topic was Enzo Fernandez. Fernandez uh, transfer remote to Chelsea, uh, but um, I think yeah, Enzo sounds good, sounds great. Um, just I'm worried about the price tag and what that does to Chelsea in regards to the future transfers going into the summer. So that that's my concern. But it sounds like a it looks like a great player, looks like a the right position. Um, yeah, so excited for that. We'll see how that turns out. Uh, Kante possibly staying at Chelsea. There were so many rumors uh, coming out of Kante's camp um, in regards to him moving to Barcelona, given that Chelsea were, um, are not able to agree a deal with him um, because he wants more in regards to his contract length and also the pay. And Chelsea is saying, look, dude, you haven't played for a while. You've been injured for a couple of for 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 a couple of um, games now during a, a, a season, we can't just hand you the money and hope that you won't get injured. Especially given the way that coaches have been using him, they've man they've maltreated uh, Kante's body, and Kante is at the point where it's like, look. 
you I didn't cost this to myself, you cost this to me. You got coaches that didn't understand who I am and they were trying to make me do two men's job and, and I'm still getting paid one month's uh, salary. So um I, I I'm not mad about Kante wanting more uh, and him uh, wanting the length he deserves because this is probably the biggest this is the last and the biggest payday that he would get so I'm not mad about um, a player going for what they think they deserve but uh, it's definitely very interesting that now that because before it looked a lot of the news uh, and um, the news articles that I've been reading was just like he's going to Barcelona he's going to PSG so many clubs just kind of mentioned that name because by January come January he's going to be able to be able to sign a, a pre-contact with anybody and then join them during the summer so he's free to be able to like have this conversation i don't want him to be another rudiger because i still feel like kante has some something in the tank left uh, we just need to make sure that we keep him healthy and then we are cognizant of his general health so definitely excited that um, does that um, does that um, improvement in conversation with the Chelsea folks uh, in regards to Kante staying? So excited about that. The next point that I have here is uh, Arsenal versus Brighton. This was a game that just literally happened today. Um, this was very very this was a very very interesting game because like I literally just started the game and before I knew it, Arsenal scored in like six to six seconds. I was like, oh my god, Arsenal is running away with the title. But Arsenal as a team right now, they they're clicking. They know where. To to be they know how to move and they are on a different wavelength whenever they're on a the pitch they're united they don't play for oh i'm gonna score alone and i feel like that's when i see a lot of teams there's that there's still that like mindset of like somebody's got to be the biggest star like in arsenal right now everybody knows their role Odegaard is Odegaard is being a revelation for Arsenal. Like when I first saw him come, I was like, oh, "This guy's not gonna. It's not gonna. It's not all that. This guy's gonna be some." gonna be some Neves or something like that some weird like player like that like that is it's good but it's not gonna be exceptional but all is looking exceptional right now and it's living up to his, um to the to the hype that 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 came with him as a teenager because remember Real Madrid signed this guy as a teenager and there was so much so when we again when we go back to talking about uh, price tag and how that affects um uh, the psychic of, of, of a young player this is that instance he was signed by, by Real Madrid and everybody was expecting him to be this finished generational like insane midfielder coming out of the gates he went out alone a couple of times he impressed a lot of times when he went on loan they didn't have the right coaches around him they didn't have the right staffs around him to to really push him to be that player that he's supposed to be but look at him now come to Arsenal spent alone in Arsenal I think um, ended up signing on a full-time um, basis. Um, I don't know if he spent a loan or he just came directly. Arsenal fans correct me. But I think he came on loan and then ended up coming, staying full-time. But Odegaard at Arsenal has been just a revelation. He's that clicking. He's literally Ozil, but like Ozil that actually works hard. Like that's what um that that's kind of person he sounds out to me right now. So I'm really impressed about what Odegaard is doing. He's clicking, he's on form, and he's bringing together those young forwards, bringing together Saka, um, um, Martinelli, bringing Jesus is injured, but now in KTS actually um filling up the role. So if I'm asking right now, a question I'm asking myself is: Do I go back into the market and get a recognized striker, um, or do we just? kind of roll with Nketiah right now because right now Jesus is not playing and they're still clicking because that was one of the biggest concerns for me is that 
going into the uh, post walk-up with Izu, um, Gabriel Jesus uh, being injured, I was like, oh, this is probably going to slow them down. They're probably going to not score that much. They're probably going to do a lot of defending. Arsenal has been out here shooting people out. They're like, look, you want to score, we score. The West Ham game, the West Ham game, I saw them. I, I saw it one zero. I was like, oh man, look at that. It's a situation. Before I knew, I turned on the check the scores back again. It was 3 1. Like, these guys are out here saying, you want to score, we'll outscore you. We can defend, we can score, we can we can play exciting football. I've not seen a boring game from Arsenal. And it's, it pains me to say it, but this is the Arsenal of old. This is the entertaining tiki-taka. They don't play tiki-taka like that, but they play like good transitional football, like moving the field from left to right, using players, one touch. They know what to do at the right time. And at this point right now, Arsenal is looking, they, they are the title contenders. And given that what City is doing, which is my next point, City is losing form. Given what City is doing right now, Arsenal might run away with this because right now they're seven points off the table. Um, uh, they're seven points um, um, ahead of uh, of City, but I know City City at any point can gain this New Year's form where they don't lose any game and they just go ahead and straight out to win. But if they're gonna, if City is gonna take back this lead from Arsenal. They're gonna have to fight for it. They're gonna have to rip it out of Arsenal's arms. Cause right now, Arsenal is standing right in front of that trophy, and they're saying this is mine. And I'm impressed. It's about time for Arsenal to actually have a moment where they can actually celebrate. The bands is nice watching AFTV when they lose and they go through this old tirade of um um uh, good. Uh, what's that? What's that owner's name? I've forgotten the name of the owner now. I can't remember. I'll remember him later on. But yeah, the, the shouting that the owner should be a clunky, yeah, clunky, clunky out. And then the whole body of the, everybody out, the, the manager out, the staffing out. But I'm actually glad to see Aston fans united, being confident, being hopeful, like actually looking like, like we actually tied the contenders. I saw a lot of Aston fans just hesitate, like, this is too good to be true. This is too good to be true. Somebody pinch me, I'm dreaming. But, Arteta is, is found is found a trick. He's found a magic trick. He's having the team work as one, and I'm impressed. Um, I stopped watching the, um, what's that? Um, this is a prime video that they were watching. I thought I was going to watch it and laugh and talk about. I watched it all last night, like fell apart but no it didn't turn out to be comedy it turned out to be motivational and then these guys come the next season and they are killing it out here so Arsenal fans I'm happy for you but I'm not happy for you whatever anyway I'm glad you're doing good um at least somebody's doing good <laughs> please don't let City win this thing again because now they're just gonna make it they're gonna make it look like Farmer's Lord I don't, I don't mind this is the only time I'll say this I don't mind Arsenal winning the league at least so that City doesn't win it again because if City wins again like they just they, they're gonna be making a mock out of us man so I'm glad so City's losing form City is they, they're losing their touch a little bit um I think they're still getting through this dynamic of trying to understand how to play with Ireland everything flows um uh, and also like I, I don't know Pep when I saw the game against Everton today I didn't catch the whole game I kind of caught like some bits of it but when I watched the match today um I, I don't understand why Foden is start that game Foden has been dynamic I, Jack Grealish is useless everybody look let's just call this let's cut your losses City cut your losses and let it go Jack Grealish is useless. It is what it is. I said it. Everybody knows it. Everybody's thinking about it. They're just too afraid to say it. This guy has been a flop. Big fat flop. He sucks. 
just call it what it is. This guy can't score. He can't finish. There are a lot of chances he was supposed to finish. I think, what game was it? Um, there was the previous game that they had. They had a previous game that they had. I can't remember now. But they had a previous game that they were supposed to, like, just really mop the floor with these guys. And Grizz is how you're missing chances. Uh, so, um, I, I, I don't know. I just feel like he, he needs to... Pep needs to s stick with the starting lineup, which... In fairness, he has every right to do whatever he has because some people are just returning from the World Cup. He's trying to make sure people he's rotating people so he doesn't have any injuries. But I, I felt Foden should have started that game. When Foden came into that game, that game came to life. Like they were, they were actually a, a, a threat from the from out wide because before then it was just there was a lot of ball going to the Mara side and it, it just it felt one direction to me. But um, I don't know. They, they they kind of they kind of seem to be losing their touch, and somehow everything keeps everything has been the team that has choked them up twice now. Because the first one, I remember was it this one or last season? Uh, but there's there a game that everything had uh, against Man City, and they barely won. They only won by like a penalty, which wasn't really a penalty. I don't know if it was last the last season. Um, this I'm talking about last season or this and uh, this actual season. But um, everything has actually been to be, uh, uh, seem to be a torn in in, in City's flesh lately. So. Good one for Everton. Take um, uh, what you call it, holding out for the draw. Um, but it's it's definitely interesting to see how City going into the new year. City just goes into that insane run and just like start kicking everybody, uh, kicking everybody's butt, and then go ahead and uh, grab the cup from Arsenal. But I hope that not to be the case. I hope Arsenal retains their form and they actually win something. They they win the Premier League. Um, I'm I'm not gonna hear the end of it, but it is what it is. They they work for it. They deserve it, and that's where. Moving on to the next point, Manu's uh, form post Ronaldo saga. Manu's form has actually been awesome post Manu's uh, saga. Rashford is actually clicking. Post, coming out of the World Cup, Rashford has shown that look, I'm back. Come all that injury, all that stuff. Uh, it's all behind me now. I'm absolutely focused on the game, and he's out here balling. I'm very, very impressed about what what Rashford is doing with United. And United United fans actually have something to be hopeful about because if they had lost any of the games, if they lost the first game or the second game, a lot of conversation would be, well, did maybe did they? prematurely fire and let Ronaldo go even though a lot of people will say hey no he deserves to be fired or deserve to be let go but there, there, will, there will still be that Ronaldo like rumor around that the, the loss of that game so I'm actually glad that they're winning games and they're, they're clicking into gear they're actually top four right now as we're speaking so interesting thing to, uh, interesting thing to see from Manu and we will see what happens with uh, Ten Hag and, and and see what the rest of the season is I think if they can provide Ten Hag with some good signings down the line and also back him in regards to the transfer market I'm, I'm surprised that oh yeah that's one person I didn't even talk about about when we talk about early January transfer uh, Cody uh, Gapo to Liverpool that was surprising for me I can't believe that they let um, they let uh, Liverpool just take that signing for him. A lot of Manu fans I was reaching out to, like, um, well, I, I did reach out to um, to Jared. I was like, hey, yo, Jared, what's going on with, with your team? How you let um, uh, Liverpool take this guy from you? And he was saying he doesn't even know where Gakpo is going to play. But I'm like, Gakpo can play anyway. Like, you could push Rashford up top and then have Gakpo play that left wing. Martial is not going to deliver for you. He's not going to score 10 games. He's not going to score 10 goals in uh, 15. Um, uh, he's not going to score 10 to 15 goals for you. So, I feel like Martial is kind of done he's just that like 
for me right now, he's, he's, he's just riding out the rest of his Manu career because I, I, he wasn't that, he's not the star as they promised him to be. Um, uh, I'm, I'm kind of interested. It's kind of interesting that Manu, I don't know what broke down there or what caused Manu to kind of let go or not go for Gapo, but if, I, if I'm Cody Gapo, um, Cody Gapo, huh? butchering this thing and i'm calling Gakpo. i'm actually not mad because like if you I, I'm, I'm glad i went to city because if you look at what historically what they've done to uh, guys that come from the dutch league like look at van de beek for example van de beek came to my U and that um what the there's that left back that they got um forgotten his name he's not he's he's in and out the squad also so i think Gakpo was looking at them and was like um you don't seem to have a lot of backbone and you don't seem to have you don't have a, a clear like future of like what you're trying to build me so he's that's why he and given that van dyke is also like been in his year also like i know that in the papers they were like van dyke they say he, he, he didn't have to convince him much please boy we know you were calling this guy you'll be like look dude do you want to go for that that team or you want to come for that this team over here so i'm pretty sure van dyke has something to do with it but interesting to say but mind you hopefully you have some good signings in the in the um in the um, january transfer window and we'll see what happens so top four this year is going to be insane man so going on to that, like leading on to that, the last, um, the second to the last topic that I have here is Newcastle's title contender question mark. And uh, for me, the Newcastle is definitely top four, but definitely not title contenders, man. Imagine, like, see what money can do. Money, not, not. I won't say this is all down to money. This is actually good coaching and a good direction from a team. So. I'm actually like impressed. Um, I'm impressed with Newcastle in regards to their their transfer, um, their the plan, the transfer plan, and the approach of how they 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 they've handled themselves post on the the Saudis taking over. So, um, Newcastle have actually been like impressive in regards to their gameplay. Um, Eddie Howe has to take a bow in regards to his approach towards um forming and making the Newcastle team what they are. Trippier, uh, Trip, uh, yeah, Trippier is on fire. Almiron is killing it. Like, this guy is like, I was thinking like second season they're gonna lose their form, but they they came in like come post walk up and they're like, look, we're here to stay. So they're making a statement. So that top, that new top, we might be seeing a whole new top four by the end of the season. So we'll see how that pans out. But very interesting. Some other teams are actually making a reach for who is the other team? Brighton is also making a push for that also. But I feel like Brighton's going to lose their form. They, I think they're part of that top six, top seven right now. But Liverpool, Man U, they're, they're getting back gradually into, into the top four. Chelsea, on the other hand, I don't know with Chelsea, man. God help us. But Chelsea, Chelsea looking good post walk up um Potter seems to have found his magic with uh, Rich James going out on injury now I'm a bit concerned about how that defense is going to be but we'll see how things kind of pan out and then the last topic that I have here I know I, I said I was going to keep it short but that's the interesting thing about soccer you start talking you can't get me to shut up um, the last thing that I have here is expectations for the upcoming January transfer window so I think there are a lot of expectations I think I talked about them during some of the talking points that I had I think my needs to go into, go into the market for an actual striker or just get somebody that that would uh, be able to um, be able to f um, fill in the boots of when um, Rashford gets injured or he goes out of form. Like you need to be able to have somebody as a backup. Chelsea, Chelsea. I think Chelsea needs uh, an actual 
um, midfielder. Um, we need a we need a number nine. Um, sarcastically enough, even though we do have Aubameyang, but if everybody knows that this one, Aubameyang has lost his touch. Um, you'll be blind to st- you'll be in denial if you still think that Aubameyang is still the Aubameyang in Arsenal or the Aubameyang that was in Dortmund. He's lost his touch. He's looking hood. His touches are not as great anymore, and he's not as fast and agile as he used to be. So I feel like we need to go back in for a striker. If we can get um, a backup for Rich James, I think that would be awesome. And if we can get a, a, an actual midfielder who will be able to deliver the balls to this guy, to, uh, to our front, uh, to our attacking guys at, at the time that they need it and in the, the right position and the right way, just give me a Cesc Fabregas, please. It's Cesc Fabregas-esque player. That's all I need. And somebody who can actually bury the ball in the back. End. So that's what Chelsea needs right now. Arsenal needs another, uh, they need another striker. And probably another midfielder just to kind of back up Thomas Partey. I think that's their their, their biggest weak link right now. Because if Thomas Partey goes out injured, I don't know what's going. On. I don't know how Aston's going to cope. Because that's that's part of their core in regards to when they when they talk about keeping their shape. So they need a forward and a midfielder. Um, Man City, Man City needs no help. They need nothing. They got everything that they need for. Um, as we go into the general transfer window. In fact, if they want to sell, we'll take... Uh, <laughs> uh, just don't sell us dead, <laughs> dead woods. Um, uh, who else? Who else? Uh, Liverpool. Liverpool, I think they went in for Gakpo. Gakpo is a very, very good deal for them. Um, I think they actually need a midfielder because they've been having a lot of you know, midfielder crisis in there. So that's definitely something that they need to they need to uh, ensure that they finish off. And then, yeah, I, th- I think that does most of the uh, expectations in regards to what I see most of the top teams um getting Tottenham I don't know Tottenham is doing Tottenham things man um I feel like uh, at the end of this season Conte is just gonna leave them because I don't think they've been able to deliver what they've sold him or the vision that he that 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 they told him that they were gonna back so it is what it is for Tottenham um but I, I think for them they will need they need defensive structure they need an actual like um wing like a left back or right back one of those things um or wing left wing back given what Conte plays Lengleg is not gonna cut it as the defense he's all right but he's past it if I'm being honest um and then yeah uh, the, those, those are my expectations when we talk about the the top teams and what the the expectations of where are uh, where the signings that I expect them to be or the positions that I expect to expect them to be um going after when we talk about signing new players. All right, guys. Um, it's been fun. It's about fifty six minutes of me just talking by myself. Um. I would think that I'm insane, but no, it's just for the love of the game. Um, I I I appreciate anybody who's listened, who has given me feedback over the um over the, the since the time we've started this podcast series. Um, so please don't stop. Um, we 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 yearn to grow and see areas that we want to improve in. So please definitely let me know if there are any areas that you want us to improve in or things that you love us you want us to to bring or introduce into into our podcast series but uh other than that um i wish everybody um a beautiful 
full end of 2022. I know a couple of hours it'll be um it'll be the new year. I wish everyone a beautiful new 2023 as you walk into the new 2023. I think um I believe that you you'll be blessed and um you'll be favored in everything that you put your hands to. Um and everything this year will bring joy, happiness, and peace for everyone listening in Jesus' name. Um that's about it for me, guys. Um stay blessed, stay um stay, um stay, uh, enjoy the love of the game um and have a good one guys um happy new year if you listen to this uh, in the new year all right guys bye peace